Arizona Sports is proud to present the Uprising Podcast. Uprising Podcast. Hello and welcome into an off-season edition of the Uprising Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Anderson. Today, my guest is Phoenix Rising center back Joey Farrell. Joey is the team's latest re-signing and brings the current roster to nine players. Farrell and the Core 4 will be going into their fourth season together in Phoenix. The Core 4 consisting of Solomon Asante, Kevon Lambert, Joey Farrell, and Zach Lubin, who are the only remaining players on the club from the 2018 USL Championship final side. So, without further ado, let me bring on Phoenix Rising center back Joey Farrell. Joey, good to see you, man. How are you? Jake, what's going on? How you doing, man? How are you? Doing well. It's uh, it's good to good to hear from you again. Yeah, it's good to I, be uh, back. <laughs> I, uh, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I was I was a little shocked when the uh, the initial list came out and your name was not on it. Um, and then when we were able to talk to Rick right after it, he he said when he mentioned you that you know maybe within the hour you would be signing. Obviously, a few days later it came out. Can you kind of tell us you know a little bit about what that process is like from a player? Is that you know you and your you're just sitting around and letting your agent kind of deal with that? Yeah, yeah. So from the player's point of view, um, it's it's it was close to free agency a little bit. So um, my contract, I actually had an option, which they ended up exercising. But um, first, second there, um, there was there was an idea where Rick and Bobby were trying to get me for a contract extension uh, to write a new deal. But in that time, um, it, it seemed like they were going to turn down my option. So my agent was asking around a little bit and just seeing what the, the market looked like. Um, Cause being, being a pro now for, for four, four full seasons and going on my fifth, um, you realize that this is a business, but it's a business for everybody. Um, so it's a business for the, the rising organization to try and get as many top, top players within their budget, but it's also our careers. Um, so it was a little moment of stress there, but, um, I would have been all right, um, kind of seeing what was out there, but I, 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 I told, um, Rick and I told Bobby that Phoenix is becoming my second home and I, I wanted to come back to Phoenix and I, I knew that was my number one option, but I had to, we had to let the agent and, and let Bobby kind of figure it out and they worked together and, and they got it done pretty quickly. Um, so I'm glad and, and glad to have that security going into 2021 and I'm glad to be back in, in red and black. Um, yeah, and especially you being one of the what I'm calling the core four with Solo, Kevin Lambert, and, and Zach Lubin, um, and especially the fact that you're the only center back that's on the roster right now. So, what does it feel? Or excuse me, how do you feel? A, you know, being back with those guys that you've been playing with, this will be your fourth season with them. But also, as of right now, you know, you you go line up out there, you don't even have a have a partner with you. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting. Um looking at the lineup and looking at the, the amount of guys that we bring back, but that's kind of the nature of the USL um, and, and second, second tier in America is that you don't really see that consistency of teams bring back 15, 18, 20 guys. Um, you see a lot of turnover, a lot of, a lot of movement, and especially this year after this year where this was a tough year for everyone, clubs, players, coaches, staffs, everyone had a tough year to figure out how to make it work. Um, so I know there's a lot of clubs right now that are, are struggling financially, and I'm sure Phoenix Phoenix got hurt as well. Um, so it, it's definitely something to consider. 
how how much turnover there there normally is, but also how much turnover there's going to be this year going into 2021, which is a season that seems like it's already going to be delayed a little bit with COVID. Um, coming off a year that was stop and start there for a little bit and didn't really have a, an ultimate game. Um, so there's a lot of things that were kind of up in the air. So I was I was thrilled to to have Phoenix want me back and to be able to to, to work on that deal and and, and uh, finalize that deal so that I have that security going forward. Um, but looking around the roster, looking around the lineup, we already have tons of talent. We have tons of guys guys coming back. So I knew Phoenix was going to be, be, be a good team again. Um, and although we are losing a lot of pieces, um, it seems like Phoenix rising is, is, is a place is a club that is very good at finding that talent. And, and speaking from, from my personal experience, when I was a free agent with Rochester and I heard Phoenix wanted, wanted me at, at the slightest, I was, I was ready to jump on that train right, uh, right away. Um, and that was actually a pretty unique story. So that was, I got a call from Rick Chance, who was assistant coach at the time. And he was like, Joey, um, one of the first, first words out of his mouth, um, this was in 2018, was Joey, it's going to be Didier Drogba's last season. We're trying to win a championship and we want you on board. I was ready to sign the papers right then and there. Um, I was so excited and it's worked out for me. I've, I've been out here for, for three years and I've had success for three years and got three trophies. So looking to come back and, and, and make it four next year. Damn. Uh, that's quite the sales pitch from Rick there. That's, uh, that's pretty hard to turn down. Um, so obviously you didn't turn it down. You signed it. Looking back when you, when you made that decision and, and looking where you are now, I mean, what were your expectations back then and versus, you know, the reality? Well, I knew that I wanted to be on a competitive team and I wanted to be around the top of the league. Um, for me, I, I always wanted to be on a winning side because winning sides, no matter how good you are individually, if you're on a good winning team, you will get your recognition. You will, you will be able to be successful because team success then leads to individual success. So I knew I wanted to go to Phoenix. Um, I knew that they had at the time they had Didier Drogba and they had tons of great players. And, and I knew that they were going to try to, to do everything to go win trophies. And that's what I want to do. I want to add to my resume, like anything, like any business as, as an athlete, you're building your resume as well. So every year I go in, I'm, I'm trying to add to my resume, trying to add games, trying to add minutes, goals, assists, whatever it be shutouts. But at the end of the day, the biggest thing for me is winning that silverware. So you kind of hit on it a little bit. Um, before we look to 2021, I just want to kind of briefly talk a little bit about the week of the final, just because there was so much going on and, and we didn't really get an opportunity to talk with you guys. And obviously some of you guys are leaving now, but take us back to the final week. Mm -hmm. And obviously it gets canceled. Mm -hmm. What is your initial reaction and emotion? And then, you know, two weeks later, here we are. Wh where were you guys at mentally then versus now? Well, it was tough and, and it, 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 at the moment, in the moment, no one really knew what to expect, what, to, what, what was going to happen. Um, and it all kind of happened so fast. But throughout the year, it feels like once a week or once every two weeks, we were hit with some news or, or, or some information or, or something 
that we were unaware of or something shocking that, that, that kind of was a speed bump for, for where we wanted to go. And then comes to, to around Halloween, it comes to November 1st or October 31st. And we're there, we're at, we're, we're at the point where we said we wanted to be all year long. We're ready for it. We're there, we're healthy, we're good to go. And then we wake up the day before the game and we find that they have 10 positive tests. Um, actually the 30th. So the, the day we arrived in Tampa, we heard that they had three, um, which was concerning, but we thought, Hey, if this is where it ends, we can still play the game and we, we, we still have a chance to, to compete for the, for the trophy. So we waited the next day they got tested again. We had training, um, planned for the afternoon. We had, we had training that Friday when we got in after we already heard that they had three and it was pretty fun. It was, everyone was excited. Everyone was buzzing to, to get going. Tampa is a beautiful place, a, a beautiful city. We're training on the field, looking at the boats drift by and, and it was awesome. Everyone was, was good to go. We were fired up. We were ready. Um, and then we get the, the news um, early on Saturday that hold up, this game might not happen or, it might be postponed or can we play if they have 14 people on the roster or so many different voices and so many different ideas and opinions going around and, and, and just in such a tough season. Um, it, w- it was a hard way to end it because we, we were fighting all year long and we get to the point where, where we're close to that mountaintop where we're, we could lift that trophy in, in 24 hours. But here we have news saying, you're not even going to be able to play the game. So it was tough. We didn't know if it was going to be postponed. We didn't know if it was going to be delayed. We didn't know if they were going to suit up 14 guys. Um, we didn't know if we had some players who, hey, I don't know. I don't want to risk my health. Um, so there was players in, in our locker room being like, I don't want to play even if they have 14 uh, players. Um, we have people that have been away from their families for nine months, 10 months. Um, who wanted to go back home and see their families and be safe with their families. So they didn't want to delay the game three weeks. And who knows, a lot of European countries now are, are shut down. So people didn't know, dang, if, if I'm here another three weeks, if I'm here another month, will, will I be able to fly home or will I have to stay here even longer? Um, so it was, it was tough because everything was just like this whole year, everything has been unknown this whole year has been unknown to us and, and it kind of new territory and, and it's just been tough, 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 tough. So that's actually something I never even thought about where, you know, the guys that, that are going to be leaving the United States and going home for the off season and how, you know, COVID is, is making that harder for everybody. Um, now that you guys have, I mean, you know, it's been a couple of weeks to have it sink in. What has the message been from, from Rick, from Bobby, from, from Burka, about how the season ended up, you know, not even having a final. What's kind of, what was their message when it was all said and done? Um, when it was all said and done, I know that they were very proud of us. I know that they, they, they truly believed that we were going to win the, win the trophy, as did all the players in the locker room. Um, we really thought that with all the obstacles we had overcome that year um, in 2020, it was almost like it was, it was destined to, to be ours that year. Um, Looking back, I played in the, the, the one in 2018 where it was Didier's final game. And although that would have been storybook ending, it was almost too perfect um, to go out and, and go away at Louisville and win there. 
Whereas this year, perfect was not even close to anything. Like that was not even in anyone's mind at all. This was the furthest thing from a perfect season. Um, absolutely drama, illness, health issues, taking in um, social justice reforms. There was, there was games where we were, we were pausing in the middle of the game. And as athletes, it hurt us to do so, but we felt that it was necessary to also use our platform in those moments. Um, so there was just so much going on in 2020 that was beyond football. Um, so we got to the, the last game where we thought, hey, we got one, one, one game to go. We got 90 minutes. We got 120 minutes. And if we win this game, we lift the trophy. So we, we were ready to go and we were kind of fired up. And I know ownership. I know, I know uh, Bobby and Rick and, and, and the staff, they did everything to get us there as well. Um, so I know that they were proud of us. We were, we were proud to represent the club. Um, and, and we never really had a full-on group, group meeting since then, uh, team meeting since then. It was when we got back to, to town, we had our individuals. Um, where we would kind of go in and, and had meetings with Bobby and Rick just to discuss what what was going on in the season and what was the future to, what the future was going to look like. Um, but as for as for team meetings or, or anything along those lines, we didn't really have any. Um, of course, like the guys would get together here here and there um, and, and kind of discuss it that way. And that's that's kind of how I've been able to take it in more is is kind of discuss it along with with the guys as as they started to head out of town um right now i'm one of the last ones i'm still in phoenix i actually fly home this coming weekend um but as people were kind of heading out of town you you meet up with somebody and as they're packing or as they're getting ready to leave and and say goodbye and just kind of talk about talk about the run and, and kind of the season and just everything in general um so it was definitely definitely a season to almost forget <laughs> in terms of all the struggle and, and all the, the hardship and, and the difficulties we've had, but it's, it's one that we'll never, never be able to forget. Um, and we did, we did as, as, as much as we could. We, we won our last game. If you think about it, we won our last game, which is, I've never been able to do that before. Although it wasn't the USL cup, it was the USL Western conference final. I think it's still a hell of an a, achievement. So. So you mentioned, you know, the last game, you mentioned how 2018 ended. How does this offseason, because you guys don't have necessarily that bitter taste in your mouth that you lost, you, you didn't get that opportunity, like you said, you never played. How does mm-hmm. this offseason feel, you know, as it comes to an end and going into next year compared to, to the last two? Well, speaking personally, I mean... I still have a chip on my shoulder. I, I still want to lift that cup. I, um, I talk to Didier every now and then. And, and um, after I, I was able to let it soak in and sit in a little bit, I sent him uh, the gif of him running around the field with the Champions League trophy and saying, soon, my friend. Um, so I know I, I'm still hungry as ever to lift the, the big one. So there's a lot of things that I still have an unfinished business to do. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful for 2021 and, and hopefully we can keep this run of, of trophies going. So now looking ahead to 2021, you mentioned you're about to go home. I assume that's to Philadelphia for, for Thanksgiving. Um, yep. But what does your offseason look like in terms of, you know, personally and keeping yourself in shape? And then also, I mean, do you 
because we don't know when the season's going to start, as you said, does the team know when you guys are going to start doing your, your preseason stuff? Um, they've kind of given us, given us a little insight saying it might be delayed a month or so. Um, and last year, I know our start date was around February 1. So they were kind of anticipating it could be around March 1 that we start our preseason. Um, but as for games, I, don't, I still don't really know. And I don't really think the USL or the club really knows when we will officially get kicked off. It depends how, how this COVID and, and, and how our world and how our country comes together over the next four or five months. Um, but as for uh, uh, off season, this one's going to be crazy and something that I've never experienced too. I'm about to be flying home and, and Philadelphia just had, they, they just essentially began a second shut, uh, shutdown. So no restaurants, no gyms, which typically that's how I'd stay in shape. I would, I would go, I'd get a gym membership and I'd be in the gym five days a week. Um, but now there's no gyms. There's, I normally would be able to go. There's a, there's a cool indoor facility um, in Philadelphia, in King of Prussia called YSC Sports. And we'd be able to go there. And, and Philadelphia has a good group of pros. Um, and a lot of the unions would show up. The union players would show up in the off season as well. And we would just, about three days a week, we would play some six on six and play for about an hour and a half, two hours. But I don't know how that's going to turn out this year because if I'm going home, I'm going to be living with my parents. I'm going to be living with my family. And I would hate to go to, you could even go to one of those sessions and who knows, someone could have it. Someone could be infected and I'd hate to bring anything around my family. So it's going to be, it's going to be weird. It's going to be more, more the the same in terms of isolation and, and self-discipline um, because we had a lot of that this, this year during our shutdown, during the USL shutdown, I should say, where we were training on zoom and, we had a little bit reliability with our teammates living in the same apartment complex and kind of being in the same area, but this off season, it's going to be a lot of solo training I'd imagine. And we'll have to see, maybe I'll have to buy some weights and, and, and get some weights in my parents' basement. Uh, Cause that's probably where I'll spend a lot of my time just, just to go home and see family. Um, but I'm also hopeful that I can fly out back out to Arizona, back to Phoenix. Cause at least when I'm here, I can go for a run and do something outside. If, if the world's shut down, who knows, um, go for hikes or something along those lines, but it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Um, but for me, the priority now is to go home, settle my mind in a little bit, see my family, enjoy that time, and then get back to work as soon as, <laughs> as soon as we can. <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of getting back to work, when you do, um, you're going to have, like I said, the core four of Solo, Kevin Lambert, Zach Lubin, and yourself back. How important is it that you have, you know, those four guys that includes yourself, but theoretically in each line throughout your lineup, you'll have a guy who's been together with Rick for over three years as you go into your fourth season. How important is that for 2021? Yeah, well, it's it's the same crew that was – that was the that was here last year. There was only four that played in the the championship game in 2018, um, so it was the same crew, the same four. So it's good to have that that consistency back for sure. Um, it it allows I, I believe I believe the, some of the better teams in our league, like the Louisville, the the Louisville has been in in the the Eastern Conference final for the last six seven years, however long it's been, and it seems like they always kind of have that core group. Whereas some of the teams near the, 
near the lower end of the spectrum. They, they kind of aren't achieving what they want to achieve. So they go get new players each and every year. So I think having that ability of consistency allows the players in the locker room to kind of hold that accountability and, and hold that character that we've learned over the last three, four years, hold that close and kind of allow for the easy transition amongst newcomers and new players. And look, when, when we come, when we come back to preseason, everyone in this locker room will know, Hey, the goal is to win the USL cup. And they'll see me, they'll see Zach, they'll see solo, they'll see Kevon along with other guys, along like Santi, John, who are back, who are hungry. And you see that the guys returning have that hunger. And I only can imagine the new guys makes that drives them to be even more hungry. So um, there, there's that winning culture that I think having four, having eight, having 10 guys return allows, allows you to, to keep that, that culture and, and doesn't make you restart complete, com- completely from scratch again. So um, it's good. Um, and I, I love the boys and, and I'm excited to, to be back with the whole gang um, come next year. You you brought up Louisville and we just saw them announce that they re-signed Cameron Lancaster for a multi-year deal. So as you say, they they keep their guys that that produce for them. Uh, this is my last question, and it's and it's American football related. As you're going to head back to Philly. Um, speaking of, what's going on with your Eagles, man? Um, we're atop the NFC East. That's what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I like, no, I like, I like how you take it uh, half full. <laughs> no, the, the Eagles have been, have been going through it this year as well. Um, tough to watch, honestly. Um, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we, I know we've been dealing with a bunch of injuries, especially kind of with the, the wide receiver position in particular, but hopefully we can get Carson Wentz back on track because, what was it? It was just two years ago, three years ago now that he was the MVP of this league. Um, and it, it is interesting. Um, I've, I've had conversations with my friends. And as you know, my friends are probably even more passionate about the Eagles than I am. Um, so there, some of them, though, are kind of the, the Hurts train. They're trying to get Jalen Hurts in. Um, Philly fans are, aren't quick to, to, to look for new options. That's for sure. Um, if you're not winning, if you're not producing – Philly fans will let you know. Um, so hopefully Doug can write the ship. Hopefully Carson can, can get back in form. Um, hopefully we can get the players around him so he can do so. Hopefully we can get the defense right. Um, I know we've been, we've been struggling on, on both sides of the ball on third down big time this year, which is huge in, 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 in the NFL. And I think thinking back to the year we won it, uh, when we won the Super Bowl, that was my first weekend out here. Um, but thinking back to then, um, I thought like our third down curve conversions, especially with Nick Foles, not to throw any shade to Carson Wentz, our third down conversions with Nick Foles was unbelievable. Um, and that's at the end of the day, that's what won us the Super Bowl in 2018. And I have a great memory of that running out of zips on Mill Ave. I was yelling, fly, goes fly. I was going crazy. And it was one of my first weekends in Phoenix. So I got guys like Solo Minasante who probably watched probably never watched an NFL game in his life looking at me screaming my head <laughs> off pulling my hair out thinking I'm crazy which he's not far off <laughs> Philly sports fans have a little screw loose that's for sure but <laughs> no I, absolutely these are the these are the same fans that threw snowballs at Santa Claus let's not forget yeah, uh, yes, we did. 
But uh, Joey, I, uh, I appreciate you taking time out of your day so much. Uh, safe travels and uh, happy Thanksgiving. Um, Merry Christmas, happy holidays. And, and uh, when I see you for, uh, for preseason, whenever that may be, hopefully sooner rather than later. Absolutely. We'll be back to it. All right, man, you stay safe. Yeah, you as well. Thank you. Happy holidays. All right, see you, Joey. See ya. And that's going to do it for this edition of the Uprising Podcast. Now, this is usually the part where I tell you when Phoenix's next match is going to be, but unfortunately, we don't really know when that's quite going to be yet. As you just heard from Joey Farrell himself, he said that he's expecting his team to be delayed about a month, and that's just for preparations, not necessarily the start of the league. From what I've heard, I wouldn't expect the 2021 USL Championship season to start until closer to May. For all things Phoenix Rising, be sure to head over to ArizonaSports.com, download the new Arizona Sports app, and you can also follow me on Twitter at JWA1994. Until next time, ci vediamo, a dopo, ciao.